It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-2 to two to the San Jose Sharks preseason opener for Vegas. And it goes the way of San Jose. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights. Hey, Dan, uh, 103 days. How'd it feel? <laughs> well, uh, if you listen to the broadcast, I know you did, Ryan. The, some of the listeners, those who tuned in to the whole thing might have noticed that you know, just a few things weren't quite as sharp as they uh, normally would be or as sharp as they might have been 103 days ago. But nice <laughs> to be back in the saddle. How about you? Yeah, no, it felt good. It felt good to, to watch some hockey and, you know, kind of gear up for this season. And we know that preseason is, is so much about individual evaluations. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, right, because there's there's three, four, maybe five guys that you're looking at really intently for the Golden Knights. Who stood out to you tonight? Yeah, that's a great question. And Bill Brooks, our engineer here in San Jose, he and I were just chatting about that exact question a moment ago. You know, the individual players, you know, the learning process, but for the coaches to learn, the management to learn, you know, who stands out. You know, the, the, the player who stands out probably most is Pavel Dorofiev, yeah. but, um, you know, it, it's nothing new. He's playing with Ivan Barbashev and, uh, you know, those two, plus Byron Fraze. I don't want to leave Byron out, too, because he's a serviceable NHL player. He's been there in a number of different organizations. Uh, he's, you know, the what you know in baseball they call quadruple A. You know, he's 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 probably good enough to be in the majors, but just not quite um, good enough to you know command a roster spot. He, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, so you know, Dorofiev, you know, playing with those guys like that's you know, if you look up and down the lineup and you're Pavel Dorofiev, who do you want to play with? If you look at the entire group of players in the lineup today, probably Barbashev and Frey might be the first two guys that he comes up with. And, of course, Pavel knows Byron from the time in Henderson. Uh, there, You know, I was eager to see what Max Comtois looked like today, mm -hmm. Ryan, because he's got a PTO. Players of his age are normally not on tryout deals. Golden Knights have seen him quite a bit as a member of the Ducks. And uh, he knows the Golden Knights, too. So I, I thought Comtois was, was pretty good. You know, physical, uh, found himself in good positions. And uh, I would also say that Brandon Brisson looked pretty good. You know, Gary talked about him a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, a couple of the guys who, you know, maybe I, I had not seen before, Chris Sedoff and Jacob Demick, those mm -hmm. were a couple of guys who I had not seen play before. Whereas, you know, we've seen Dorothea, we've seen Comtois, Brisson. You know, I, I think of the players that I had never seen play in person, I'd say that um, Setoff and Demick, as the game wore on, mm -hmm. uh, caught my eye more and more. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that assessment. Now, when you start to kind of peel back the layers on Max Comtois, as, as you mentioned, he's on a PTO right now. He wants to turn that into a contract, either with the Vegas Golden Knights or you know any other team in the league. Yeah. What what are you looking for? What does he have to do over the course of the next two weeks to turn that PTO into a deal? You know, I I, I think that if you're Max Comtois, you're you're thinking about you know standing out in a way like it's tough because you you don't want to do too much, but mm -hmm. if you don't stand out, you know you you might not catch the eye of another manager. Um, you know, he's, he's got a reputation. He's played a lot of NHL games. 
um, 210 to be precise. So, you know, he's he's not an unknown commodity. Um, But, you know, adapting to a different, you know, method, whereas having played with the Ducks in that organization in recent years, you know, he, he talked recently about how, you know, some of the veteran players there were trying to slow the game down, and there was a lot of east-west and try to create things, you know, by making a play, as opposed to the Golden Knights, the way they play, which is very north-south, try to play as fast as you can. You know, can he show uh, that, you know, versatility that he can adapt to a different way of playing? Um, can he still be physical? Can he still contribute? And can he uh, adapt to a different style of play? And, uh, you know, I, I guess that's what he is he, he is recognized and therefore what he's trying to prove to the Golden Knights and to whoever else is watching. Yeah, I thought uh, Comtois was physical, certainly in this game, a couple of big mm-hmm. hits, drew two penalties. Those are things that, you know, will acquit yourself pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of getting getting to know Max Comtois, being around him over the last couple of days, I you're surprised at, at just really how big he is if he's able to find a spot in front of the net, play that style. Perhaps it works here. Yeah, I, and, you know, we've watched him play the last handful of years, yeah. drafted by the Ducks in 2017. But you're right, being alongside of him, um, you know, in the dressing room, and it, it just so happened he and I were walking to the airplane <laughs> across the tarmac next to each other, and um, and and you just you notice that the he's listed at 6'2", 210 pounds, and that's updated. Mm-hmm. The Golden Knights organization just uh, added uh, you know, updated heights and weights here the last couple of days. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I think that when you are of a certain size, you know, how do you play, right? Do you use your size? How much a part of your game is your size? You know, you might have a certain height and weight, but you know, how solidly are you built? You know, Ivan Barbashev updated heights and weights and whatnot only you know six feet tall Mm -hmm. uh and you know like he he actually went down an inch (laughs) (laughs) six feet 198 pounds so you know i I, i'm not sure exactly how um you know all those little things are are picked apart um but uh if if i'm if i'm max comtois sure i wanted to win today but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I think you probably are feeling pretty, pretty well. You know, if you're going to have a game where you don't score, mm-hmm. but you, uh, you are involved in play, um, you know, I, I think that uh, Max would be probably uh, be feeling reasonably good about himself. And, Ryan, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to have to uh, duck out here uh, and, and catch the bus. We are making these uh, day trips so uh thanks very much and we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow all right safe travels dan we will chat with you tomorrow that's the voice of the golden knights dan duva helping us break down individual performances from a 5-2 loss to the san jose sharks in preseason game number one for vegas we're back with more on the vgk post game show presented by dollar loan center this is the vegas golden knights radio network we're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-2 to two to the San Jose Sharks. Game number one of the preseason schedule. Vegas, uh, you know, it was an interesting game in that the first period kind of gets away from them. Over time, I thought the Golden Knights looked better and better. Second period certainly was better period than the first. Third period was certainly their best period, just unable to to solve Kakinen. But outside of that, I, you look at a couple of individual performances. I, I think if you're a Golden Knight fan, 
um, in, in trying to figure out who's going to fill that role that's that's now vacant because of Riley Smith being traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the offseason. Uh, I think you're encouraged by a couple of the things that you saw today, and, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. As I've said many, many times before, Anytime you're looking at a preseason game, the only objective, the only key, the only thing you hope to have is health at the end of the game. You don't want injuries, especially for a team like the Golden Knights who just won the Stanley Cup and are returning so many players from that team. You want health for as long as you can get it. You certainly want it to start the year, so it doesn't look like anyone was any worse for wear. Obviously, Max Comtois takes a big hit, draws a penalty, so good things there from Comtois, but... He was able to get right back up, and he was able to continue on playing, so that's important for him as well moving along in the preseason. So let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Sharks open the game, forcing a mistake on the Golden Knights breakout, and Henry Thrun opened the scoring just 24 seconds in. Welcome back to San Jose, where, as you can hear, there is already a bullhorn just as the play begins. The Sharks have scored against the Golden Knights. A failed breakout for Vegas. Tomas Hurdle kept the puck in the zone at the right point. Just across to young defenseman Henry Thrun. And the former Harvard Crimson beats Vegas goaltender Yuri Patera. Henry Thrun's first goal of the preseason from Tomas Hurdle 24 seconds into the first period makes it one to nothing at San Jose. The Sharks would add to their lead just after their first power play expired as Henry Thrun returned the favor, setting up Tomas Hurdle for the goal. Christian in the left in the right wing circle. Penalty clock at two and one. Hurdle in the corner, whips it out across to the left point. Extra feed, extra pass. Thrun sets up early scores. Henry Thrun to Tomas Hurdle. Even strength goal seconds after the penalty expires. San Jose takes a 2-0 lead with under 11 minutes to go in the first period. Tomas Hurdle's first of the preseason from Henry Thrun and Mike Hoffman. 9.03 of the first period makes it 2 to nothing. San Jose. And just under a minute later, Nathan Todd was left all alone in front to make it 3 to nothing. Oh, here's a loose puck in front. And the Sharks score again. This time, Nathan Todd. He was all by himself, third-line right winger. Nathan Todd's first of the preseason from Kyle Burrows and Cole Castles. 9.49 of the first period makes it 3 to nothing. San Jose. But the Golden Knights would get one back just over five minutes later as Pavel Dorofiev set up Ivan Barbashev. Now Barbashev, a backhander, he scores. Set up by Pavel Dorofiev from below the goal line. A couple of tries from below the goal line, and it's Ivan Barbashev. Getting Vegas on the board, Knights trail 3-1, to 3.17 to play in the first period. Barbashev from Pavel Dorofiev and Dyson Mayo, 16.43 of the first period, makes it 3-1 to one San Jose, but the period of Thrun continued as Henry Thrun netted his second of the period, a power play goal. On the left, a slap pass right for Hurdle. He settles. Back out high for Thrun. A wrist shot. Score! Patera reached up with the blocker, trying to punch it away, but he did not get all of the puck. It glances off of his equipment and into the goal. And San Jose takes a 4-1 lead. Second goal of the period for Henry Thrun from Tomas Hurdle and Daniel Gustin. 19-20 of the first period makes it 4-1 San Jose, a power play goal. So we'd head to the second period, and the Golden Knights spent a little bit more time in the offensive zone to start the period. 
But the Sharks were able to add to their lead as Kyle Burroughs scored off a great feed from Alexander Barabanov. Into the circle, extra pass, they score! Kyle Burroughs gets the cross-crease dish, carries it for a 5-1 San Jose lead. Kyle Burroughs, his first of the preseason from Barabanov. 7-12 of the second period makes it 5-1 San Jose. And with the period winding down, Vegas would get one back as Brett Howden crashed the net and tipped a point shot home. Puck comes out high. Cheka shoots. Score! Daniel Cheka lets the shot go from out high with lots of traffic in front. Brett Howden was at the top of the crease. And yes, he will lead the celebration line. Brett Howden. Gets the night's second goal, and Vegas trails 5-2 late in the second period. Brett Howden from Daniel Cheka and Paul Cotter, 15-41 of the second period, makes it 5-2 San Jose. So we'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights looking to try to find a way to make a comeback, at least make the game a little bit interesting. Had a couple of power play opportunities. Unable to find the back of the net, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Into the corner towards Brett Howden. Tapped away from him. Four seconds. Battle for the puck along the near side wall. The crowd counts off the final seconds. The game is over. Final score in preseason game one. The Golden Knights lose to the San Jose Sharks 5-2. 5-2, the final score, San Jose over Vegas. Preseason game at number one. Um, interesting touch there from the fans in attendance at the SAP Center. Chanting, counting down. You know, it's a big win, I guess, for them in the preseason, and it's understandable. You're the defending Stanley Cup champions. You you want to do well against Vegas, but it's very different. It's a preseason game. There's you know, not a lot of continuity between what you saw tonight from the Vegas Golden Knights in their lineup as to what you'll see opening night, banner raising, all of that. And I think that's something to kind of keep in mind here, right? It's the first opportunity to see Vegas Golden Knights hockey since this team won the Stanley Cup. And, you know, preseason is going to be an interesting aspect. But let's go to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Um, you know, it's tough. You come in, they're, they're, they're pressing us in terms of how they play. We weren't ready to, to win those battles early and manage the puck and sort of find our legs. Um, and, and as a result, like we gave up some really good chances and also a few that just found their way in and no fault to Yuri's. They just, you know, puck had eyes, they had people going to the net. So we dug ourselves a hole, but we're here to evaluate the players for the full 60. Um, I'm assuming San Jose, they've got young guys now that going to want to keep playing no matter what the score. So that was the good part. Um, we won a lot of battles in the Ozone and uh, got some, scored some goals around the front of the net and, and created some looks as the game went on and, and at least uh, sort of gave ourselves a chance and those are the positives. Speaking of evaluation, it looks like Pavel Dorfiev kind of picked up where he left off at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I liked his game. He's around the puck. Um, you know, with Pav, it's a matter of like a lot of the young guys, I'll put Paul and Brisson and I'll come to us. Like, you know, you're going to have to take care of business on the walls and be good when the puck's not falling you. When it is, then do your thing. And I think Pav did that well for us. Um, he didn't hurt us when nights when maybe the, you know, he wasn't creating. And, um, you know, that's a bit of a sign of maturity to, to hang in there and not force plays and be ready when it is your turn to, to win a battle or make a good decision with the puck. And uh, so I like Pav, yeah. His line was probably overall the, probably had the least trouble of any one of our lines. Now you got some older, you know, like, you know, uh, Barbie and, and Byron have been around a while. So, you know, they know that 
let the, you know, let the game come to you, and uh, so that helps. You're probably a mostly different group tomorrow, but how do you want these games to change as the preseason rolls well, on? We're going to have some of the same issues tomorrow, right? We're going to fly into Colorado the day of the game. We're going to get off the plane. We're going to have to be ready to go against a good hockey club with young guys who are trying to prove themselves. So we'll have to go through it. We'll remind the guys, but again, you you got to live it. And you know, hopefully, when we have those breakdowns, they don't they aren't as opportunistic, or we get a big save and. Um, Let's face it, they didn't have a lot of chances when they did. They were opportunistic, so we have to try to cut down on a few of those, obviously. But that'll be the messaging. And again, it's early in the year. It's going to be up to the players to sort of, you know, be ready to go. There'll be some young ones in there again. And that's a bit of the challenge at that age. And uh, hopefully they're, uh, we prepare them a little better. Thanks, Bruce. All right, thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 5-2 loss to the San Jose Sharks in preseason. Spoke a little bit there about Pavel Dorofiev. Um, you know, and it's it's something that we've heard over and over again, not just in, in not just for Dorofiev, but also Paul Cotter, right? Like these are young guys that are trying to find their spot on a regular basis in the National Hockey League. The argument is Paul Cotter certainly did it more last season. Then Pavel Dorofiev did it, but Dorofiev played 18 games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like he, he had a, a, an impact on this team. And when you're a younger guy trying to push your way into that spot and you've got offensive flair to your game, there are other aspects you need to be very good at. There are other aspects of the game along the walls when the puck isn't finding you. Bruce Cassidy kind of talked about both of those things that if you're not scoring, you have to be in a position where you're not also hurting the team because you're not scoring and you're cheating or you're not doing the things you need to do individually to be successful. So I, I like the idea that he kind of singled out Dorofiev. Obviously, when you've got Barbashev and Byron Fraze, who's, you know, kind of a veteran of professional hockey just in general, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that that line was probably the, the, the most solid line just in terms of not having major breakdowns over the course of the game. And it was a good showing for Pavel Dorofiev. Now it's it's about kind of building on the, that momentum and having the same type of the same type of game night in and night out over the course of preseason and into the regular season. We'll take a break and be back with more on the VGK postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next group outing one to remember with a trip to the Fortress. Groups of 10 or more save up to 40% off single game prices and a few event suites are still available for the season. It's the VGK postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 5-2 to two to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, game number two of the preseason will go tomorrow, 6 o'clock, against the Colorado Avalanche. So quick turnaround for the Vegas Golden Knights. They'll fly back to Vegas tonight. And then you've got some on-ice stuff in the morning. You've got your game day players. You've got your non-game day players. Both, I would expect, to skate in the morning. And then you'll have the trip to Colorado and hopefully for the Golden Knights, uh, fresher legs or, or at least legs early on in the game and and Bruce Cassidy kind of talked about it and I don't want to evaluate too much in terms of the game I, I really don't but the Golden Knights look like a team that got on a plane earlier this afternoon landed in San Jose and tried to find some energy in the first period they, they just did they didn't have it it wasn't there it is what it is that, that's going to happen over the course of preseason now you start to get your your road games out of the way all of a sudden things can be a little bit more normal midweek next week when the Golden Knights are at home 
And I think you'll start to see uh, more of the habits, more of the the details, the building blocks of how the Golden Knights generally play take shape over the next three to four games, four to five games in the preseason. But all that to say, uh, I thought the Golden Knights did a good job getting themselves back into the game. As Bruce talked about, you know, just earlier, they gave themselves a chance. And and that's kind of one of those things that I, I think, you know, when you start to think about the Golden Knights and the players that they have in the game tonight, you have Brett Howden and Ivan Barbashev and you know, Shea Theodore and Braden McNabb. And you look to some of those veteran players. I have no doubt that, you know, the reason the Golden Knights found themselves kind of pushing at least over the final two periods, you've got some proud guys in there and, and nobody really likes to lose hockey games. So with all that being said, I think that tonight was fine for the Golden Knights. And, and you know, it's going to be kind of that curve over the course of the early preseason games, you've got to deal with a lot. You've got young guys that are trying to just get a little bit of experience. You've got, you know, some of your older guys that are just trying to tune themselves up and get ready to go. And that's kind of the mixed bag that you usually find early on in the preseason. But I caution you, I caution you, I caution you. Do not read too much into, or anything at all, really. And I'll say it again, do not read anything into the results from preseason, especially the first couple of games of preseason schedule. There's so many different variables. You've got guys in and out of the lineup. There's not really any normal lines, at least none that we could see over the course of this game. So with all that being said, just kind of allow the evaluation process to continue to work itself out. Again, when, when it comes to evaluating individual players, I like Pavel Dorofiev's game. I thought he was in and around the puck a lot in this one. Made a couple of really, really good, noticeable plays. Brendan Brisson, not so much early, more so second half of the second period into the third period. There was uh, there was battle. There was compete in his game. You like to see that, and, and certainly the skill showed up in various stages. Paul Cotter in and around the puck, obviously sets up uh, one of the goals for the Vegas Golden Knights. He cuts through the middle, slash skating, gets the puck back to the point. And then you've got Brett Howden crashing the net. So good things to to see there. And then Max Comtois was physical. And that's maybe an aspect of his game that I hadn't necessarily counted on. But you get to be around him. He's a big, big kid. He he really is. So if you can use that frame to your advantage, he's going to be a, a, you know, hopefully for the Golden Knights, a really strong player, assuming that he's able to do enough in, in terms of these preseason games to turn that PTO into a contract. So with all that being said, I think the guys that are kind of vying for that spot had themselves a pretty decent game. Now it's about what you do next, and that's really what it comes down to all the time in the National Hockey League. What can you do to follow up a strong performance, consistency, shift to shift, period to period, game to game? That's really what it's all about here for these young players. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The VGK post-game show, the Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the San Jose Sharks. Game number two of the preseason tomorrow, 6 o'clock against Colorado Avalanche in Colorado. Pre-game show will go at 5 p.m. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Henry Thrun had a phenomenal opening 20 minutes for the San Jose Sharks, and Vegas fell behind 4-1. to That's kind of the story of the game. And then 
Over the final 40 minutes, I thought the Golden Knights played San Jose pretty even, if not carried the majority of the play. They were just unable to score enough goals to surmount that deficit that they that they allowed in the first period. But all that being said, there are no points on the line here. All that being said, the games don't matter just in terms of scoring and standings and all of that. So exhale, breathe. We got the first one out of the way. And the second one goes tomorrow night in Colorado. Again, a six o'clock puck drop. That's going to do it for me here on the VGK post game show. Extended post game show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the San Jose Sharks, game one of the preseason. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. We're going to do something real simple here. Again, results, preseason, doesn't matter. You're looking for two things, maybe three things. Individual valuation of players that are actually trying to, fi- trying to find a way to make a lineup, right? Like, you can evaluate younger players. You can evaluate players for, you know, whether or not you're going to send them back to junior, whether or not you're, they're going to turn pro, all that stuff. You can evaluate all those different things, but – the the big evaluations really stem from the likes of, of Pavel Dorfia, Max Comtois, Paul Cotter. Um, you know, those are those are the players, Brendan Brisson, those are the ones that you're looking at intently, right? But the other thing you're looking at is health. Especially for the Golden Knights. Like, especially when you start to think about what this team can do and what they're capable of as deep as they are fully healthy. So it looks like today. The Golden Knights get out of preseason game number one healthy. So objective number one, you check that box. Well done. Congratulations, everybody. That being said, you can also evaluate individual players, and that's what I want to know from you tonight. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Who stood out to you? It's really simple, really easy. Who stood out to you? That's the question. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hey, well, welcome. It's a new campaign, and there's nothing uh, to take from this game other than the fact that we showed up and we did our best. And for the second and third periods, we were probably as good as or the best team on the ice. And that's good news. Like you said, let's make sure we enter and exit the game with good health. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's all about. Yeah. Those of us who sit up upstairs really are rooting for Paul Cotter, and so I will confine my comments on show number one to him, I think. Mm-hmm. I did a, a little research after we all started talking about we wish Paul would win the job. Uh, he scored 
an equivalent of 20 goals last year. Now, he played 55 games, and he scored 13. It wouldn't be insane to play that out and say if he played 82, he'd probably score near 20. Mm -hmm. Now, only three players for the Golden Knights scored 20, and one of them plays for Pittsburgh now. So I'll submit Paul Cotter's name as the first person that gets the shot and no pun intended, because I think his shot is the best shot of all mm-hmm. at this job. What do you think? I mean, I, I think that if there's a front runner, it's Paul Cotter, based uh-huh. on what he did last year, right? Like, with with the organization, 55 games, you're looking at Pavel Dorofiev, he had 18 games with the Golden Knights last year. Like, I think the most tenured Vegas Golden Knight in the running for this opportunity is Paul Cotter. So, that being said, I, I would expect that he's got kind of a leg up on the competition. But, you know, when you look at Max Comtois, it, it's a player that is right in the middle of entering his prime. There's size, there's there's an ability to get around. North-South player goes to the front of the net. Like, those are aspects that if if they materialize, you know, Comtois could be every bit a 20-goal guy, maybe a little bit more. So it's always degrees of of how much better can you make a team. I like Paul Cotter. I think that he's probably the guy, game number one of the regular season, that gets that slot. But whether or not he stays there over 82 games is really going to be up to him more than anybody else. Well, and for some reason, I don't know what was inside of Bruce Cassidy's head when he decided one day Paul Cotter's not the answer to us winning a Stanley Cup because he made that conscious decision one day. Well, I, I think that Mark Stone getting healthy is is a major factor in that, right? Like when you look at the lineup, who would you take out for Paul Cotter? Yeah, of, of the player of again, the players that were in the lineup when the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, like Ivan Barbashev, you're not taking out of the lineup. Jack Eichel, you're not taking out of the lineup. You're not taking John of the Marshes out or Mark Stone or Brad Howden really because of the chemistry that he built with Stevenson and Stone. You're certainly not taking Riley Smith out. Um, Michael Amadio, maybe you make the case, but that's the other side. I I just didn't see an avenue there. Well, you're right. There was no avenue. But Coach Cassidy could have made an avenue if he'd said, well, Cotter's just too valuable to take out of the lineup. And he didn't say that, and he didn't feel that way. So there's a reason for that. And we'll have to see if Paul meets the criteria that is necessary to stay in the lineup. I don't know what that criteria is. Only coach knows that. Well, I, but I know, I think I know it, we didn't get Comtois just to sit him and make him a healthy scratch. Well, here's the thing with Comtois. He's not on, he hasn't signed a deal yet with Vegas. It's a professional tryout. So he's free to sign with any team that mm-hmm. views him and thinks that he could be an asset to them. So if the Golden Knights get there, then I think that that gives you an idea of what they think of Max Comtois. I don't think he's going to be a player that if you do sign a deal, you're you're going to try to, you know, sneak him through waivers and get him to play in Henderson. So uh, those are indicators as to how things are going. But you know, more or less, I, you know, if you kind of go back to last year, certainly through the playoff run, like I, I didn't see an avenue for Paul Cotter either. It's not to say he's not a good player. It's not to say he won't be the answer this year. It's just you know when you've got Barbashev and Riley Smith and Brett Howden and Will Carrier playing so well on the left side, I, I didn't see I didn't see a way to crack that. Well, yeah, I'm sure you're right, and and this will play out over the next two weeks. Yep, we'll see how it goes. And now with two minutes to go, we're going to turn our attention to the Raiders at some point. <laughs> so I I will watch the end of that and hope for the best here tonight. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, We are all hockey all the time, so I'm going 
right back into another call. Stephanie, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. So, um, it's preseason. Yep. So, uh, I, I think that it's more important to look at how everybody played versus what the final score was. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I actually, I'm watching it, because I was uh, watching it and I was able to get the radio almost synced up because I just, there's something about listening to Dan and Gary. I can't give it up. Yeah. Um, Nor should you. <laughs> uh, Yuri uh, Patera really wasn't playing bad. It, he made some good saves. Mm-hmm. Um, he let goals in, but, I mean, he was also playing with not what our regular lineup would be. So, you know, it, it, it's hard to judge. Um, and I thought that uh, Max Comtois obviously had a lot of physicality. Like, he laid some pretty big hits, yeah. um, took some pretty big hits. Pulled some, uh, drew some penalties. Um, so I, I mean, I think that if he can settle in and find where he meshes in the lineup and show off some of his skill, that obviously he has, because we've seen him show it against the Golden Knights the last, you know, how many times we played him before. Um, I, I think that he has a chance, but I also think that Paul Cotter is going to like. Like you guys just discussed, Paul Cotter's mm-hmm. going to fight for that spot too. So it, it should be interesting, and I can't wait to see some more preseason games and see everybody kind of settle in and get back into playing real games against other teams rather than playing against your own team. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, on on Comtois, I, I think certainly the, you know, the physicality that's a, an aspect of his game that that I I find really intriguing for um, you know a number of reasons. Um, but in and around it, and and that's a delicate balance for him, right? Like you want to stand out, but you don't want to do too much. And you know, obviously, I think if you're Comtois, you want to, you would have liked to have scored a goal, you would have liked to add a couple of points. But being a force physically, it, it it's hard not to notice. And I thought that he had a really strong game in that regard. Yeah, and with at the risk of sounding, I, I don't know, a little crazy, maybe he actually it made me think a lot of uh, Barbashev. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a really good comparable. Expecting him, yeah. yeah, expecting him to be just a physical player who was kind of going to be that physical presence, and and ended up having a lot of skill and working really well with Eichel and Marcia. So, so mm-hmm. I, like I said, that's why I'm hoping that he can kind of figure out who he might play well with, and then we might see a little bit more of that skill show up. All right, great stuff, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, that's an interesting thought on Comtois because I think that there's a, a similarity in his game to Ivan Barbashev, but it takes the right players around an individual player to to put yourself in the right position. So we'll see as as time goes on between, you know, Comtois and, and Bruce Cassidy, Vegas Golden Knights, all that. So we'll see how that goes and, and how things progress there. But we'll take a break now and be back with more on the extended post-game show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 5-2 to the San Jose Sharks. Preseason game number one. Standouts for me. I I liked a lot of Pavel Dorofiev's game. I I thought that Max Comtois was certainly physical, and that bodes well for him as camp wears on. 
Brendan Brisson had flashes. Paul Cotter was his usual self. And those are really the four guys that you have to keep an eye on over the course of preseason. Which guys get more games? Which guys are elevated in certain situations? Those are the things to pay attention to as we continue along the preseason schedule. Game number two of the preseason will go tomorrow. Six o'clock puck drop, five o'clock pregame show. Thanks to Bobby Machado here in the studio for making sure everything sounds great. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until tomorrow, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.